he didn't appear dead initially. <laughs> so I have like a minute's worth of video of me like, hi little guy. <laughs> Just so excited about getting my spider. And then like the slow realization that, oh, hey, he's dead, <laughs> didn't make it. Six by six by nine. Um, inches. <laughs> Doing a shot of tequila in between each type of insect that I was eating. I want something sexy. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Hello everyone, welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R, don't get it twisted. I'm your host, Cat Wonders, and this is episode 112. 112 episodes. I'm feeling like my lips are a bit dry, but I think I'm just gonna have to live with that. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna have to live with that. Um, okay. I didn't prepare much today because I have a lot to talk about and I'm just hoping that it's going to flow out of my brain and off my tongue, which doesn't always happen. <laughs> my editor gets annoyed sometimes and he would never tell you or me, but sometimes I'm, I have like a long pause because I just need to figure out what the hell I need to say next. Um, however, this is going to be a... Uh, a great episode, no matter what. Uh, I have another beautiful cocktail to create for you with Dixon's Distilled Spirits. Wicked Gin, their Wicked Original Gin. This is their newest product. I'm 99% uh, sure this is the newest one. Um, I have not tried it yet. Very exciting. It is still brand spanking new, unopened. Um, Dixon's did send me a bunch of bottles of spirits, a bunch of spirit bottles to try and feature in my podcast. And I was like, yeah, I'm definitely gonna do that because I mean, I love trying new spirits, especially Canadian spirits, supporting small business. I wouldn't even say it's small business, but just supporting my local fellow Canadians. Oh yeah, give it a smell. <laughs> I think eventually that's where the internet is gonna go, by the way. Um, where you are going to have like a, an immersive experience, you'll be able to not only see and hear, but smell, taste, touch. So, um, one day maybe there will be like a separate little microphone where I could hold it up to like a little thing. And then it will like transform that smell into... Okay, something's about to fall over here and I can hear it slowly happening. There we go. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it'll be like a little special device that you can like put near whatever you're smelling or say you're doing a cooking show and then it'll read the molecules and the different dynamics of the smell and then it'll like, you can smell it at home. Does that make sense? Back in the good old days, I used to think it would be absolutely impossible to see somebody's face and talk to them at the same time. So this technology exists now, but you know, when you think it's just impossible, like how the hell will that ever happen or how will that be possible? It's possible. Next up, I'm waiting for maybe like holograms, you know, 
You know, in Star Wars where Princess Leia is a hologram asking for help. I don't know. I don't remember exactly what she was saying, but anyway. Oh, yeah. Also, if you notice something different about me, I have my uh, temporary veneers in right now. Uh, so essentially, they're like a hard plastic. <laughs> um, but they are, this is essentially what they're going to look like, um, besides looking like plastic. Uh, they are going to be removed and replaced with actual porcelain veneers uh, in the near future. And I'm loving them. I can't stop looking at myself in the mirror, <laughs> doing all sorts of fake laughs. Like I envision myself like, <laughs> and like what it'll look like <laughs> because my teeth have been sort of worn down and, you know, for so many years and I haven't had little canines for a long time um, because I ground them off to an absolute pulp, actually to like a concave rather than like a peak. So that's how bad my grinding was for many years. I still do grind my teeth, um, but I wear a night guard so I don't have to worry about chipping anything. I just got these put on two days ago. So I'm still like the first day it was pretty because my upper lip was so numb for so long I couldn't smile properly. Like I just looked different to myself, especially with having new teeth just because half my face was frozen. So I was having kind of second thoughts and I'm like, oh my God, please, please do like, don't make this have been a bad decision. I needed to do something with my teeth anyway, but now that I've snapped out of it and I have all the movement back in my face, I love them. And I can't wait for the actual veneers because they'll look a lot more natural than these do. These are pretty matte. They're not glossy like an actual tooth. Also, these aren't really translucent. So your natural teeth have like a bit of like transparency to them or translucency. Um, just because they just are. They, that's just naturally how they are. So my veneers, I'm like, I want them to look as natural as possible not like extremely white. I don't want like anything too crazy. They'll be fairly close to this and maybe not quite as white, but maybe they'll be whiter. We're just gonna have to see what happens, but they'll be a little bit translucent too. So anyway, I'm excited and I feel like a whole new person. And I do feel like there are people that I've seen locally a few times that have looked at me a little bit funny. Like they know something's different, but it's not enough to pinpoint exactly what it is. You know what I mean? Nobody's gonna be like, whoa, your teeth. Besides my close family and friends, they'd be like, holy crap, I haven't even told a lot of them. So it's just gonna be like at Christmas time, like, hey guys, <laughs> how's it going? And they'll be like, wow, did you color your hair or something? Like, no, I don't, I don't know. Do you have a tan? No, I don't think so. I think it's just uh, my teeth, but they're so beautiful. <laughs> Exciting, okay. So I have an idea for a cocktail. I am going to start with that. I am also not wearing a bra. <laughs> uh, and I'm kind of sweaty. I wore this today and I was like, well, I'll just throw in a pair of earrings and curl my hair. And here we are, braless and getting drunk. Just joking. Never getting drunk on the live air. <laughs> um, I think that I might have done that once with my sister my brother's ex-girlfriend and we were filming bikini bug eating in Canmore. <laughs> we were drinking tequila. <laughs> it was super fun. But also the fact that they had more guts to eat. So we ate a tarantula 
on that episode. You could still go back. You probably type in bikini bug eating and that video will pop up. I think it's episode three or four. I can't remember now how many episodes I did, but it's the last episode. We film in Canmore and I saved the tarantula for last. Now the tarantula, I'm getting off on another tangent here, but uh, came in a can. Uh, I mean, in a brine in a can, okay, not dried, in a freaking can, in a brine. We crack that sucker open because we were getting hyped. We're like, okay, it's bikini bug eating and we always pair it with tequila. We've done it before. And the tarantula was, I was the most excited for because who's never nightmared about eating a tarantula? <laughs> I've always thought about it and I've seen it done many times like on YouTube or like National Geographic where people just chow down on these tarantulas and and spiders don't bother me like and I've eaten bugs before so I was like eh, what's with the you know I mean what harm can a little tarantula do well anyway it was a big tarantula um when we cracked open that can immediately I could smell something off like like rotten mushroom smell so I didn't think anything of it I thought that's disgusting. I definitely don't want to put that in my mouth. But I never assumed that it could have been rancid. But as the show went on, and the more I smelled it, the more I realized that I think it's rancid. Because I don't know, like, what is a, what is a dead tarantula supposed to smell like? <sighs> Not good. And I think that it had been rotting in there for a while. But, you know, it's the sick part. I ate a little part of the leg. The girls were going ham on the abdomen. Oh, and I still, that smell. We went for dinner that night. We went to this restaurant and they had this, this mushroom risotto on the menu. And we made the mistake, like a couple of us, of ordering this mushroom risotto. We couldn't eat it because it smelled like the tarantula. It smelled like the rotting tarantula. Oh, so disgusting. Like... It really did turn me off, too, from, like, experimenting with more insects. You know, I don't know. And also mixing it with tequila. That's also, it's turned me off from eating bugs, which, okay, when am I ever going to need to eat bugs unless I'm trapped in the wilderness and I need to eat insects to survive? And tequila, like, I love tequila. I did love tequila, but I just have to build up my tolerance and, like, retrain my brain to like tequila again because that also threw me off. I was also like drinking a mezcal, which is like a smoky tequila, with these fire ants that I was eating. Or not fire ants. They were um, definitely not fire ants. That would be terrible. They were just some like black ant and I was eating them by the spoonful. And they had this lemony taste though and I had it with a mezcal tequila. Because I was, I was doing a shot of tequila in between each type of insect that I was eating. Anyway, now I'm kind of grossed out. At least I have a beautiful bottle of brand new Wicked original gin from Dixon's Distilled Spirits or Dixon's Distillery. Um, this is my idea. Will I go on another tangent before I make this cocktail? I don't know. No. Um, so we're going to do some original gin. Now, it is fall. And I, to be honest, I've been kind of like contemplating getting a Christmas themed neon sign but the neon sign that I want is like of a vintage Santa Claus multi-colored um 
neon sign, which are the most expensive. I just can't justify <laughs> buying it for the one month or one and a half months that I'll be able to put it up. So I'm going to get my tree fired up here very quickly, probably before the next episode. Um, and that will sort of be the Christmas element. Um, so anyway, yeah, I did go on another tangent. Here we go. <laughs> so this is fall. Um, when is the first official day of winter? I don't know exactly when the months are, when the official starts of the seasons are, <laughs> but it's fall. In my mind, it's not quite winter yet. We definitely don't have any snow. That's for damn sure. And um, I want to do something like cozy and a little bit festive, but not quite completely Christmassy. However, you might have a different opinion because it'll look quite Christmassy. <laughs> um, okay, so I have a pomegranate that I cracked open yesterday because I saw a TikTok on how to do it properly. And I was like, ooh, let me try that. I have a pomegranate. And so I couldn't eat it. Also, if you guys are ever dealing with pomegranates, it is the most stainy fruit I've ever dealt with. And I like dripped some of this on my, my kitchen island is basically a big chopping block and it's maple or um, it's walnut. It needs to be restained because it's kind of been like worn off, but like a couple of these fell on the counter. It's there's still pink spots on it and I could spill juice, wine, whatever on it. And it never stains. This is so staining. I also have these plates that are kind of more of like a, like a resin plastic or whatever the hell they're made out of. And this, like I had like some pomegranate on the plate stained. Can't use it anymore. I have to like sun bleach it or something, but okay. <laughs> Pomegranates or pomegranate seeds, whatever the hell you want to call them. And I've got some rosemary and I've got some Prosecco, cupcake Prosecco. I cracked this last night, so it is fresh. And what I want to do is I want to put some pomegranates in my shaker with some gin uh, and shake, shake, shake it up. Maybe a bit of Rosemary, just to get some of that flavor in there. Shake the shit out of it. I forgot ice. I'm gonna have to run downstairs. But anyway, shake it up and then pour it over some ice and then pour some champagne over it. But I do wanna try to rim this glass with my new rimmer, my cocktail rimmer with some monk fruit. And you know what, to be honest, I only chose this stuff because it's kind of thicker I'm, I'm not off carbs right now or off sugar by any means. So the Splenda, the monk fruit is kind of like thicker than regular sugar. So I think it will just look a bit better, I think. So I have to rip downstairs and get some ice for this and for this. So I, I'll be back. And I'm back with some ice. Whew, I really thought that I was ahead of the game. All right, so remember how I told you that um, pomegranates are the most stainy things in the world? And I'm wearing a white freaking shirt, so let's just pray to God that my shirt doesn't get stained. Because it's one of my new fresh white ones. I'm out of breath because I'm out of shape, not gonna lie. <laughs> just ran up the stairs. So the first thing I wanna do is rim the glass. And I have made the mistake before 
I almost feel like this is gonna need a cinnamon stick in there. But let's just play it by ear. Um, I've made a cocktail before and I was like, oh, maybe I should rim the glass after I made the cocktail. <laughs> How the hell are you gonna rim the glass if there's already liquid in the glass? So anyway, that was just a harebrained move on my part. I never officially washed this, so here we go. And I remembered lime juice to, this is for the liquid and this is for the, <laughs> I don't think it matters which is which. But I was like, how am I gonna get the liquid around the rim of the glass? <laughs> oh yeah, I have to go like this. Shit, already spilled it. Good thing I have my huge paper tower, towel roll. <laughs> huge paper tower roll. Okay, believe it or not, lime juice is super sticky. All right, mess number one, dealt with. So first into the lime juice lid. Then into the sugar. It's beautiful. It worked. <laughs> I am that dumb. You guys, I just dumped out all the lime juice because it looked like at the moment there was nothing in there. My brain just skipped a few steps. <laughs> Just talking about how sticky lime juice is. Good thing I've got my tower paper roll slash towel, paper towel. Well, at least it wasn't for nothing and it was successful. I'm just kind of upset that I can't reuse this sugar now because I put lime juice in it. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm just a human being doing ridiculous things. And that's just how it is these days. <laughs> and I think I'm just going to put that on and take that downstairs to wash. All right. In the process of me wiping down my laptop, I stopped the audio recording and now it's back on. Just disaster all around. God, underneath. <sighs> okay, I think we're good for now. Should probably keep this as one of my accent pillows nearby. <laughs> uh, okay, so we have this ready to go. Now, I'm gonna throw some ice in the glass without knocking over the beautiful rim. Or knocking off, <laughs> knocking over the rim. got my ice in there and now I've got ice in here as well and because I'm going to be adding champagne I'm going to be doing one shot of the gin now this is going to be the tricky part getting these off and in without 
scared. I felt like I had dripped a bunch of water on my crotch, but I think it's just ghosts. <laughs> okay, so I should probably have a paper towel like covering my shirt right now. So these are gonna lend some color to this gin. And I'm not gonna go too crazy with them because they're not gonna flavor it so much as color, the, the gin. And then I'm gonna add some as decoration or as some garnish to the cocktail. So this definitely is a, gonna be a Christmassy looking cocktail. Um, I'm just gonna add like a couple sprigs of the rosemary. You don't need much. Um, especially with this rosemary, I made a roasted chicken last night and I, I put a pear, it was a pretty big chicken. I put a pear inside the chicken, like to stuff it, but I put a bunch of rosemary in with the pear. I sliced the pear, but it's like a whole pear in there and rosemary and, uh, holy shit. It was pretty overpowering. Like it was a little bit, sometimes if you overdo the rosemary, it can taste almost like has this like mold, a hint of mold to it. I don't know, it's kind of weird, but it was good. Once you get over that, like, oh, you realize rosemary, it's fine. The flavor was great, but like I said, it's just had this like underlying aroma. It was like overdid the rosemary. And I'm gonna add 40 ounces, <laughs> 40 milliliters of gin, which is technically one ounce. Oh my God, you know what I realized? I didn't put a little pory spouty thing on this. And I think that I should. Did I do it on the last one? And because I didn't quite reach the top of that 40 mils, I'm just gonna add one more splash. Beep, boop, bonk. That's how I measure. Beep, boop, bonk. And that's just how it is around here. So I'm assuming that the ice is going to bust apart some of these pomegranate seeds and give some color to our gin. And once we have our gin in the glass, then we will add our champagne. I'll get better this one day. But as for today, bad at it. It's just the temperature changes the whole thing. Pinch myself, but it's okay. Okay, there's something going on. Now I'm gonna, oh, I definitely have to top it off with champagne or should I put champagne in first? No, top it off with champagne. All right, we're gonna strain this puppy. Let's see what this looks like. There's actually a lot of liquid, but I think it's also the ice. I put so much ice in there, so it's it's a beautiful pink color. Now, let's add our champagne. Beautiful. Now, we are going to add a sprig of rosemary. You won't overdo it. 
but we won't underdo it. Oh God, I don't know why I didn't really need to lean that far back. Is for aesthetics. Don't you know who I am? <laughs> Not the aesthetic queen. I like to pretend that I am, but oh, you guys, this is adorable. So I do feel like I want to make this cocktail with like a white base for one of my Christmas cocktails, depending on how delicious this is. And probably pre-extract the pomegranates seeds. Is that what they're called? Seeds? Okay, we're gonna just, we're just gonna make that work, okay? I'm gonna grab my straw. <laughs> it's so pretty with the pomegranates in it. Can okay, let me try it. Ouch. Here we go. Mm. Whoa. Okay. So I should have put, is it too late? I should have put some simple syrup in there. So the flavor is there. It just needs a bit of sweetness. It's very refreshing. I can't really taste the pomegranate. I definitely taste the gin and the Prosecco together and the rosemary. But like I said, I think with a bit of simple syrup, that would be where it's at. Um, so yeah, I think just simple syrup. Maybe I could have added some bitters in there, but like this is just the fall. Okay, we're, we're just warming up to the holiday season and the holiday cocktails which I will also be needing inspiration from you guys with regard to what kind of cocktails I should be making. I've got two more episodes of using Dixon's. I've got a vodka and then I've got a raspberry. I believe it's a raspberry vodka as well, um, which is super exciting. So I've got to use those up for this month. And then come December, we're gonna be diving into some adventurous stuff. You never know what's gonna happen. So exciting, <laughs> real exciting. Here, let me just put this stuff away here. Okay, so I'm just gonna put this out there. Today, I received a package. Now this package I was waiting for, for a long time. It was delayed a few different times just because of shipping times. It is a pet that I ordered. Now, some of you guys are gonna think I'm crazy. It is a Phidippus Regius, AKA a Regal Jumping Spider. Now, you've probably, if you are online quite a bit, you have probably seen the adorable, fluffy, big-eyed spiders that people are handling all the time. And I have given this purchase a lot of thought. I've been thinking about it for about eight months. And I finally pulled the trigger and I ordered a little enclosure, a bunch of little accessories, did a ton of research, um, and am prepared to be a spider mommy. 
Now, <laughs> there was some delays in shipping initially, and because it's a live little creature and it is winter and cold, we wanted to make sure that the spider arrived in good health and you know, stayed warm enough, wasn't sitting in a warehouse for a week somewhere. So, and because I live in a smaller town, shipping times are a lot longer. You can't really do overnight shipping. Um, so I received my package today and I wasn't even going to film today because I was so excited. And I was like, okay, the pot, I mean, the podcast is going to be late anyway. It's probably, this is probably going up on Saturday, maybe even Sunday. Um, and I was like, okay, I got the call packages in picked up like one week old crickets and I get home and I, I started to film the unboxing process and then I just filmed myself pulling out the little container with Spidey inside and I started filming and I filmed for probably like a minute before I realized that he wasn't really moving there. <laughs> so he's about the size like half the length of my pinky now so I'd say just, just under maybe a quarter inch, maybe over, he's tiny. And I can see his eyes and he's looking at me, or so I think. <laughs> so I, like, he's not really moving very much, but, you know, he'd just been in a box for three days. And so I, you know, I was kind of concerned. So I, I started to open it up and I'm not afraid to handle these spiders. The only thing I'm afraid of is it getting away or like running or jumping away and I lose it because it's so small. And my floors are like a dark walnut, so <laughs> really difficult because he's kind of like black and white, like just tiny. So then I discover that he's dead. So I pull out like a little bit of tissue and he's not moving at all, like at all. And then I see him like his little stiff body going back and forth. Now, I didn't initially figure out he was dead because in my mind, when spiders die, they curl up. We've all seen a dead curled up spider. This guy had just like his one side of his legs were out farther than the other. And he just wasn't, he didn't appear dead initially. <laughs> so I have like a minute's worth of video of me like, hi, little guy. <laughs> just so excited about getting my spider. And then like the slow realization that, oh, hey, he's dead. <laughs> didn't make it. So I emailed, um, I emailed um, the guy that I bought it from. And he was like, oh, whoa, that's very rare that this happens. Like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, oh, you know, shit happens. Honestly, if you order anything live and it comes in the mail, then you really just hope it arrives alive, <laughs> you know? So it didn't. And he was like, it's never happened before. And I was like, oh, it's fine. I sent him a picture of the dead spider too. So he didn't think I was trying to rip him off by being like, oh, dead, better send me another one, you know? So I was like, send him a photo. And he's like, oh, don't worry, you know, like we'll get this sorted. And he assumes, he's like, because the spider's not curled up, like I, I assume that it was from the cold or maybe it was a, um, a failed molt. So spiders uh, like this anyway, they molt every few weeks sometimes or like once a month, especially when they're little. And um, so because he wasn't in the curled up position, it could have been that he it just got too cold which I would still think that he would kind of die and curl up. But then um, a failed molt is like, they fail to molt. <laughs> they fail to come out of their shell and they kind of get stuck and then they die. Either way, the little guy didn't make it. And, but you know what? Shit happens and it's sad, but maybe it just wasn't meant to be. 
<laughs> so anyway, um, I've got another one on the way, or we're just trying to figure out dates and like timing with, with regard to like the holiday coming up and stuff, but I can wait a little bit longer as long as my spider arrives safely because it was pretty heartbreaking to be like, oh, and I also told my family about it. Like I told my brother and my sister and like, you know, now I'm like, oh, it died. It's because they're like, send me photos. Even the people that I picked up from, from uh, delivery, they were like, send me pictures because everybody's curious about it. But anyway, it's all such as life and it's going to happen. Um, but I really want to film the unboxing and like the process of me creating the enclosure and that kind of thing, because it is super fun kind of takes me back to when I was a kid and like I don't know if you had this in your classroom like kindergarten or grade one where there was like a where there was like a little terrarium in your classroom with those little those little bugs that curl up into balls they kind of almost look like little trilobites I can't remember what they're called but anyway um and it was just kind of like a neat nature thing you had in your class and then it's coming like they call them roly polies. Anyway, <laughs> there's little bugs that they're they're easy to keep and you feed them and it just kind of shows you the process, natural process of life. Maybe it's almost like a way to teach students about death. Like, oh, this guy, you know, lived out his life and it's clever. But um, so it kind of brought me back like building a terrarium and like I kind of ordered everything online because I just wanted to make sure everything was like safe for the spider because you don't want to just like go to any dollar store and just be buying all sorts of random stuff that's going to make it sick or that is not going to, you know what I mean? So I bought all kind of spider safe things. And because the terrarium that I ordered is plexiglass, it's like six by six by nine um, inches. <laughs> and uh, and the, the type of door that opens, it's like made for jumping spiders because you don't want a top opening terrarium as jumping spiders kind of like to go high and build their little sleeping nest up there and and jumping spiders are interesting because they don't build webs to like catch insects they actually hunt and they jump on their prey so when you feed a jumping spider you put it like kind of in the little feeding area and then your little spidey will kind of creep up and then jump on it and then that's how it eats uh which is super cool they also have um like you can read you, if you're interested and I, I'm not I don't want to give any false information because relaying information <laughs> is not my best my strong suit but um when you raise them from small they get to kind of know you and your kind of smell they kind of like smell through their feet and they get to trust you and then they kind of like to hang out and just chill on your hand and then you know they kind of know when feeding time is you can sort of train them as to where you're going to be feeding them so they have intelligence and of course they do I mean they're like natural creatures but they have like a they they have the ability to learn and they the way they look at you like it's almost like they have these great big eyes in the front which are their main seeing eyes they look like they're not moving at all but it's proven that their little eyeballs on the inside of these domes that are these like adorable huge eyes are looking around all the time and then the other eyes they have is more for just peripheral vision um but I'm just looking forward to bonding with a little creature and creating an enclosure maybe getting a second spider you don't really want to keep them together unless you're going to breed them but the little enclosures are so small that you can have like three or four if you wanted um they like light so you can have like a little led light that shines into the tank <clears throat> or the terrarium whatever you want to call it I have another sippy sip 
you think I could suck up one of those? Nope, definitely not. Hmm. This is like, this is lovely. Even without the simple syrup. That gin is good. Might just have to have a shot of that later just to taste it, you know, for research sake. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, there will be an update when my little spider arrives, whoever it may be out there safely uh, and soundly, and then we'll be probably a little regular on my podcast. But if you are extremely afraid of spiders and you can't even stand watching them, I'll be sure to give you like little trigger warnings before I air. I also am going to have to come up with a name for this little guy. And I requested a female, but sometimes they're too little to sex. Like you can't tell if they're male or female until they start to grow and get bigger. And th that's the time you want to be spending with your little Spidey to like have them get used to you, kind of get used to, you know, interaction and touch and things like that. Um, so if you do get a sex spider, they're going to be a bit older. But to be honest, I don't care. If a little spider needs a home, I'm, I have a little home prepared, ready for it. And I'm excited. Still excited, even though I'm disappointed today, very much so. But I'm also still excited for when I really have my little guy or gal in my arms or my fingertips. So, my teeth. <laughs> so it feels really weird. Um, it feels great to not to have to wear my Invisaligns throughout the day. I do have to wear a night guard, um, which does still keep my teeth in the proper position, but also keeps me from busting them off because these are my temporaries, which means that they are like a composite type plastic and I can't be biting into breads. And essentially this is like a test drive for my actual veneers. So right now... As we speak, my veneer specialist is creating my teeth that I'm going to have for a very, very, very long time. Um, so the process was super interesting. So my first appointment, I had wax ups. And I talked about this, I think, in my last podcast, um, where you got to kind of try on your teeth and see them from a distance. We made some changes. Then this appointment. So these um, are eight veneers. Uh, temporary veneers on the top and they are all individual teeth now I can't floss between them right now because they're all kind of they're glued on there but she was able to tweak my my dentist was able to tweak my temporaries by they take like a high resolution photo put it up on the screen and she, I was able to tell her exactly what I wanted changed because these front four were far too square and then my canines were a bit too long. And so, it, but it was definitely like a good starting point because with her little Dremel, she was able to make the changes I requested. I would sit back up, take another photo, have it up on the screen, compare it to the last photo. I'd say, okay, these need to be a little bit more rounded on the edges and the canine needs to be a little bit more rounded, less predominant. So after about like three or four revisions, they're perfect. And I was like, okay, felt way better. Cause when they first popped on and I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, no, and it wasn't like that bad, but it was, 
not really what I was expecting. And you know when you have it in your head, like you just think it's going to look a certain way and it doesn't? Well, I was so deep in that, what, what I thought it would look like and what it actually looked like on that I was like, Gah. but after a few very minuscule changes, like it's amazing how like a, a an eighth of an inch or that's even too much, like a sixteenth of an inch can make or break your smile. Really. <laughs> um, and she just did a great job. Then after the, all the tweaking was done, um, she took a scan of my teeth. So instead of doing an impression, which they took lots of impressions as well, but they have this like little wand they put in your mouth and scan over your teeth and it creates like a 3D image on the computer of exactly the measurements of your teeth, the contours of your gums, all of it. And... Um, so it was like super interesting. The process was very interesting, a little nerve wracking because I didn't quite understand exactly how it worked, which it would have helped me if I would have known things such as she could dremel and like fine tune your teeth how you wanted. Because with the, the initial shock, I was almost like, oh, no, is this what they're going to look like? She's like, no, no, we can do this. Is this um, my only concern now is that how accurate will the actual veneers be compared to the model? Because when your veneers are made, they're made. And I'm worried that they're not going to look as like, they're not going to be the same shape as the ones that I have on now. Because <laughs> I, I only say that too, because I, I listened to this woman and she was saying how she liked her temporaries better than her actual veneers. And I was like, what? Like, that's not going to happen. But I also feel like they're porcelain, but can they be tweaked when they're in the mouth? You know what I mean? Like when they're on and can, because it's not enamel. Enamel is like one of the hardest substances on the planet. So like that's harder to do than, you know what I mean? So I think it's not just like the be all end all. Like this is what you're getting. This you got to have to live with for the rest of your life. But maybe it is. I don't know. I'm still learning. Mm -mm. But just so you know, in case in the future you decide to get veneers, um, make sure you get exactly what you want because they're very, very expensive. Like almost like punch me in the gut. How much is this going to be? <laughs> um, but so worth it. And I, I don't even have the final result at this point. I am just rolling midway. But man, like your teeth, what a difference. Like, you know how I was saying before in a couple episodes ago or last episode that, or I think it was last episode, I was talking about how sometimes you just feel like shit when you're doing your hair or your makeup or whatever. But I discovered that if I'm wearing a darker color, I might, I'm just don't, like, it's not as, like... If you're not wearing a complimentary color, you're not going to feel your best. And it's subconscious. You won't even know that it's the color that you're wearing that's throwing you off, right? Because I'm like, is it my hair? Is it my makeup? Like, I'm just having a... And it's like, because I'm wearing like a, like a dark blue-gray color. And it's like just pulling all the wrong tones. And so when your teeth are either constantly yellow or they're bothering you or like gray or they're kind of like... It's really difficult to imagine yourself feeling... 
And obviously veneers are very, very expensive and not everybody has that option. Um, but even just whitening your smile or because I, I never whiten my smile ever in the past because I tried crest white strips. I tried the crest brush on whitener. My teeth were always so, so sensitive because I did grind my teeth and I have a lot of exposed nerve endings and things like that. It was just an impossibility for me until I learned about, um, it's like a Sensodyne toothbrush, but it's their new repair and protect, I think it's called by Sensodyne. And uh, I was told to use it for about a week before trying the whitening. And honestly, the whitening that I got from the dentist is like high in peroxide. So it's very stronger than what you can get at the grocery store. Yeah, at the grocery store, or the drugstore. And um, super nervous. The first time I tried it, I had like a lightning bolt of pain that like went down to my toes after about six minutes. But that was the only time. The next time I tried to go as long as I could before I like couldn't stand it anymore. And I made it right to 30 minutes. And then from that point forward, I was whitening my teeth, my like in anticipation of getting my veneers. My top ones didn't matter so much, but more so my bottoms because my bottoms are just bonded. They're not, um, there's no veneers or no temporaries on the bottom. It's just bonded. So even just that little tweak of like having whiter teeth and brightening up your face a little bit, what a difference a smile makes. And I feel like I should have done this a long time ago. I wouldn't have been able to afford it, <laughs> but it's like, Wow, what an upgrade, right? Uh, and so, like I said, I'm still <laughs> midway. I'm not even there yet, but just how I feel and how, what I see already, it's like interesting. I definitely need some lipstick or something, but I'm not sure if you care. All right. Oh my God, and I also set up my Christmas village. It's the best Christmas village I've had my entire life. So I was in Banff recently with my entire family. Well, some of them couldn't make it, unfortunately, but we still had a grand old time. In Banff, there's a store called The Christmas Store or called A Christmas Story. Anyway, it's one of the biggest Christmas themed stores. It's open all year round. You can go there in July and oh, they have everything there. And my favorite is the very back end of the store is all of the little Christmas houses, all different scales. So like you can kind of buy to your scale and mine is pretty much the smallest scale that you can get. I bought three new pieces, three new little houses. One of them was a Dairy Queen. One of them is a Dairy Queen. <laughs> One of them is a Crayola, a little like Santa Crayola. Mm, how do you call it? Like a little shop kiosk and then another like traditional looking sort of German house and uh, oh it's so exciting I want to film I've got one of my um, most expensive advent calendars I've ever had and probably will ever have and and in existence not the most expensive it's, I think it's second place right now with regard to expensive advent calendars um, I want to unbox it in front of my Christmas village and like set up my, my filming setup in front of that. <laughs> it's like, because in the background, I want to wait for snow though. Cause I do want to film that right away very, very soon, but the background won't be as spectacular as if it was like a snowy back background in the window. Cause my, my Christmas village is in the window. So anyway, either way I have to film this video. So 
it's going to happen, snow or no snow. But uh, yeah, it's very exciting. Anyway, everyone, um, I've been on a few tangents. I am in a bit of a time crunch here. I do have to get rolling. Uh, but just want to say thanks for tuning in. I hope you're not too shocked by my teeth, my new teeth. Um, I will share this recipe down below, but really it's super simple. It's literally just Dixon's distilled gin, their new <coughs> wicked original gin, and then some champagne with some pomegranate, rosemary, and shake it up. Don't shake up the champagne. Shake it up and pour it in. It's that simple. Does it have a name? No. Does it need a name? No. <laughs> Can I come up with a name? No. Ever. We'll call it the pom-pom. Because of the pomegranate. <laughs> um, there's other things I want to talk about, but I don't have time. So I'm going to save it for next episode. Apologies for this being a bit late. I've had some like things going on and uh, all okay though. It's all great. And I can't wait to see you in my next episode. Leave a comment down below in the comment section. I want to hear some suggestions for cocktails for um, Christmas and any comments or questions about jumping spiders. <laughs> Maybe you own one. Maybe you have seen them or know somebody that owns one. I can use all the tips and tricks that I can get. Um, I can only do so much research. And I'll keep you guys posted. I'm super excited for everything in the future. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching Kitty Liquor episode 112. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Uh, like, subscribe, and I will see you all in my next video. Bye.